Welcome to the Mikvah Minute, an Eden Center production with Gabrielle Hodes, an experienced Kala teacher and intimacy counselor, who will be discussing real-life questions around Mikvah and intimacy while giving you tips to improve one's experience. Hi, Gabrielle. Thank you so much again for being here for this week's episode. Um, this week, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned some women enjoy listening to music in order to prepare for the mikvah. Is technology allowed inside the preparation rooms and or room with the mikvah? Yeah, for sure. Um, again, obviously not on Shabbat, but any woman going to the mikvah um, and any day of the week, she is invited to bring her own music with her. She can listen while she's relaxing in the bathtub and getting herself ready or while she's showering. And similarly, she can take it in uh, while she's in the actual water if she wants to be listening to something. And uh, yeah, there's absolutely no reason why that would not not be allowed. Some of the mikveh that I go to in Bet Shemesh usually has music running through all the rooms. There's uh, there's music there. And in fact, if I think about it, all the mikveh that I've been to have that. Really? So, I did not realize that. That is so yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's usually it's in the preparation room. It's not in the room where the actual mikveh is. But yeah, while you're preparing, there is music. Uh, there's music running through. So if you don't like the choices that they have and you want to listen to your own music, there's also um, in Israel, there's a, I mean, it's a website. Anyone can access it, but I think it's only in Hebrew called Mikvah Net. And they have a whole sort of playlist of music or things that you might want to listen listen to uh while you're in the mikvah yeah (laughs) that is so cool I did not realize that at all um I have a quick follow-up question that I just thought of as we were talking and that is a is food allowed inside of the mikvah or the preparation rooms if you want to bring snacks is that something that you just keep in the waiting room and then in addition do any places with the mikvah have like tea or any sort of warm beverage if a woman might find that um, helpful to calm any anxiety? Um, great question. So generally you're, you're going in, you're, you're, you know, it could be that you're in the waiting room and you have to wait. And so therefore you might want to have a drink or something while you're waiting. Or as you said, if someone's feeling particularly anxious, they might want a drink. And yeah, I think that m- most mikvah have um, some type of water cooler and uh, the same machine has hot water as well. I have been at some mikvah where they have had tea and coffee there. Um, so I'm sure that that would be a possibility. Generally, I have not seen food uh, being provided or served. Um, as I think about it, you know, it could be that people have come already prepared and they've brushed their teeth and they don't want to have any uh, chatzitsa, anything sort of sticking in their teeth before they go into the mikvah. So they wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be eating between the time that they've prepared and going in. Obviously, if they haven't done any preparation, they could. And again, when you're in the bathroom, generally when someone's in a bathroom getting ready taking a shower they might not be um you know wanting to eat uh while their you know their food might get a little soggy but um <laughs> but again i don't think there's any prohibition you know if they wish to or they felt they needed to uh, for okay. whatever reason absolutely no problem i have seen some people have when they bring they bring a kala before she gets married a bride that sometimes there's an area where they do set up a whole party going on oh. with a lot of food and drinks and it's like a family celebration okay. so the women of the family the close friends and the grandmothers and the aunts and 
mum sisters come in and then when the girl comes out of the mikvah they have a party which includes food and then the other thing that you see which is very very common is that there's a bowl of candy that's oh. on the table that um, women sort of take as they're leaving the mikvah and it could be that it's just there to you know give you something sweet in your mouth as you're leaving um, but I don't think that's the only reason I think it's also so that if when you get home, you find something in your teeth, um, you can sort of attribute it to the candy and not be in doubt about the halachic valid- validity of your, you know, tvila, of your dunk in the mikvah. <laughs> that is so interesting. Well, thank you so much. I learned plenty of things in this one episode. I had no idea about the music or about the candy um, or about the rules around food. So thank you so much. And Um, We will see you in the next episode. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of the mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as a natural platform it is to connect with women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedincenter.com to learn more about our work in making McPhil welcoming, relevant, and meaningful. This episode is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sponsoring the podcast in dollars or shekels at theedincenter.com backslash P-R-O-D-U-C-T backslash P-O-D-C-A-S-T dash S-P-O-N-S-O-R backslash. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. Thank you.